0: If you have ever tried to run a marathon or walk long distances, then you know that without good sports shoes, you won't get far. The same is true with writing academic essays or reports. You won't get far without strong writing skills. This is why I have created an online course academic writing fundamentals. Each academic assignment requires a very good command of English. And even if your spoken skills are strong, you might still be struggling with writing. With academic writing fundamentals, you can build strong foundations, which you need for your university assignments. Want to know more about the course? Go to my website www.oaoe.co.uk forward slash learn with me and check my new course Academic Writing Fundamentals. One of the main problems that many university students and IELTS academic training candidates have is writing, especially writing essays. Just like reading, which I was talking about last time, writing is a skill that requires time and effort. It also requires a lot of attention and focus to be able to write coherent essays. Coherent. In other words, logical essays. No wonder why writing academic assignments not always comes with ease. Where should you start then if writing is not your favorite thing in English? Where should you start if you lack confidence in writing? Or simply how to start? I'm glad you're asking. Teaching writing is what I love most about teaching academic English. And today, in this week's episode, I would like to share a little secret. Hi, my name is Kasia and this is Academic Reading and Writing Made Easy. Those of you who don't know me yet, I'm an academic writing coach with over 10 years of experience in teaching international students how to master academic reading and writing skills and with more than five years of experience in preparing students for IELTS academic exam. Before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you shared this podcast with a friend? Especially a friend who's just started university and definitely needs to learn to write essays, reports and other types of assignments. Just grab the link, text it to them, send it to them on social media platforms, whatever you want to do, but I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to know how to take the first step and start moving towards writing proficiency, start with analyzing and improving your academic writing style. You might now wonder, what does she mean? What is academic writing style? So a proper academic style is characterized with advanced vocabulary and impersonal objective grammar structures. And I know what you are thinking. Advanced vocabulary. A lot of new words, phrases I need to learn, I guess, over time, overnight. Not necessarily. I would suggest that you first start with analyzing your written English. What words do you use? Or perhaps, which words do you overuse? Perhaps you are repeating the same words, so of course you'll have to learn a couple of synonyms just to make your English sound more varied. However, it's not necessarily the first thing which comes to my mind when I think of academic writing style. So, in terms of academic vocabulary, there are words which my students tend to Overuse because they get them from everyday English. So, for example, my students would say, When I was a kid, I did this or that. And as you can imagine, a word like kid is not formal. This is what you use in everyday speech when you talk to a friend. But in terms of, let's say, education, you would not refer to Uh, students pupils as kids but as school children. So as you can see you need to be constantly looking for more formal expressions. And vocabulary is just one part of academic writing style. The other one is grammar structures and now again you might be thinking oh I've been learning English grammar for so many years I know it inside out, but do you really know the structures that will help you improve your academic writing style? Do you know the structures which will help you sound more impersonal, more formal and more objective? Yes, academic writing style is objective. You need to get rid of anything that will make your writing sound biased, subjective. Otherwise, people will not be interested in your writing. Unfortunately, this is the truth, but I guess it's needed to hear this truth. But yes, I want today to look into academic writing vocabulary. The grammar thing a little secret is in my academic writing fundamentals course. This is where I talk more about advanced grammar structures that we use in academic writing, so feel free to check it out. But today in this episode, I'm talking about academic vocabulary. And again, you might think, what is she talking about? So Academic writing style in English, as I've said that before, is formal. So what does it mean? It means that from now on you can forget about all, well, almost all phrasal verbs that you cramped to impress your English teacher in secondary school or if you remember your IELTS preparation courses. Your IELTS teachers were telling you, oh, you need to learn more idiomatic phrases. And of course, they were right to get IELTS speaking band seven or eight. You need to be using those phrasal verbs to impress the IELTS examiner. However, this is not the case for academic writing. Academic writing is formal and phrasal verbs This is what we use in everyday speech, in conversations with our friends, family members. So in other words, phrasal verbs are on a blacklist. So again, the other question you might now have is, okay, so if phrasal verbs are um, on a blacklist, they are informal. If words like kids, again, are informal, so which are the formal words that I can use in my writing? Okay, so to answer your question, I suggest that we look at the history of England. And don't get me wrong, I will not be now giving a lecture on the history of England, no, 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 just in a nutshell. So Great Britain, as you know, I guess you know it, is a country with many nationalities. And this is mainly due to the fact that it was conquered for centuries. First by the Romans, then by the Huts, and the Angels, and Saxons, and Vikings, and finally the Normans. So in the 11th century, uh, England was conquered by William the Conqueror and the French remained on the English soil until the um, 15th century, 1485. This is when they left uh, England and they also left a significant mark on the pages of England's history. Ancient French was an official language, so it was used in literary, cultural and legal circles. And now, another surprising fact, you might not know about it, but the English language, in fact, belongs to the Germanic language family. So you would be quite surprised how much in common those two languages, the English and the German language, have got in common. But in fact, it is due to its history with France that currently about 7,000 words in English are derived from French. Yes, 7000 words. So it's not a surprise nor a coincidence that you might want to have a croissant with your morning coffee or a baguette for your lunch. It's because we've got so many words from French. And today we want to look at some formal language, because as you can now imagine, pretty much most of the formal language comes from the French language. So if you've ever learned French, many words might sound familiar to you. But if you've got nothing to do with the French, I suggest you take a look at a couple of examples. So just to give you a hint of informal and formal language. So, in everyday spoken English, we might use words like understanding, lack, chance, or even a word like a house. They are informal, everyday words. And now, you might be thinking, if they are informal, they are English, so what are their formal French counterparts? So, instead of understanding, if you want to sound formal, you would say comprehension. And if you want to talk about a lack of research in your subject area, you would say there is some paucity of research. Or if, for example, you were to say something about the house, you would use the word residence. And I can give you more examples like that. For example, um... Sometimes you would like to say that we are coming to the end of our research paper. So you would say, finally, and a word like finally comes from the French language. And again, I could be giving you more and more examples of uh, formal language, which comes from the French language, but I strongly suggest that you go to my website www.oaoe.co.uk forward slash my podcast and take a short quiz I've created especially for you so that you can uh, take a look at formal vocabulary taken from French and uh, informal vocabulary that we use in everyday English. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me and if you have a friend who'll benefit from this episode, please share it with them. I would be so very grateful. And don't forget to take a look at my new online course, Academic Writing Fundamentals, especially if you struggle with English grammar and you want to take your writing skills to a higher level. All right, my friend, I'll speak to you soon. Same time, same place. Can't wait.